This week, I am having a very inspiring chat with Whitney Gagan. She's a health coach working in the self-empowerment for women and holistic space here in Wollongong. She puts on amazing events and she's creating a space for female empowerment. We talk about all things, the value in sharing your story, and she has an incredible story to share about how she found self-love and self-acceptance after being a survivor of an eating disorder and how how she sees her life as a journey rather than a destination. There really is truth behind making yourself a priority and how once you do that, it puts you on a really awesome path to self-discovery. I'm really excited to share this story with you. And if you do want to get in touch with Whitney, I'll put all of her details of how you can find her in the show notes. Welcome to Misadventurous with me, Tiffany Rouge, a colour lover who's filling out the grey area that we call life to help you live a more colourful life and help you unlock your mind so that you can be adventurous too. You're hosting this event called Boxing Brunch and Body Awareness. As a part of this thing called like Self Love Sundays, what came first? Self Love. So what is Self Love Sundays to you? Basically... I use Sunday as, I guess, a bit of a, it's the end of one week going into another week. um, And why not take it as a day to really indulge in a bit of self-care, a bit of self-love, come back to you to close the week off nicely and then to start another week off on a just as nice kind of terms. Yeah, it's really just allowing one day for someone to come back to them. And is that really important for you to kind of like practice that? For me, it's an everyday thing. I yeah make sure that I take the time every day to make um, a conscious choice of making self-love and self-care a priority. But I guess Sundays have always been my day where I like to just really chill and just like take care of me. And, you know, I don't really ever plan too much on a Sunday. I like to relax. It's like my rest day kind of thing. See how the week was see how I want my week to go and I think it's just yeah a really nice complimentary kind of day and you're a health coach do you have the sort of nine to five normal weekday that I guess most people have no I don't at the moment I'm combining my health coaching with my personal training so my boxing and my Muay Thai the reason I'm doing that is I think it's so important to take a more holistic approach to just training Um, so really getting the girls that I work with to set intentions behind why they're coming to train Why are they coming to the gym? Why are they choosing to eat the way that they do? And so, yeah, my day is a bit all over the place, up nice and early, and then I have the kind of the midday to myself, and then again, I work in the afternoons. So it seems like you kind of live that whole personal trainer life. And what do you do in the middle of the day? At the moment, it's been planning these events. So I plan events, I network with other people. I would eventually like to get into schools and start running workshops in schools, even just going in to share my own story and just allow other girls to realise that it's okay to open up. And yeah, just start collaborating with other other women in the industry and keep planning events. And tell us about your events. How many have you held? My first workshop was in Bali and it was for free, but um, it was just another little self-love workshop and it was kind of just something that I've always wanted to do. I've always had it in the back of my mind of how I wanted to do it and I just really wanted to bring it to life. I got a bit of a vibe for it and now this will be my third one in Wollongong. How have the other two or the first two gone? Yeah, so really good. So the first one was self-love and yoga. Mm -hmm. So it was a bit more of a 
a vibe where created a space where the girls could actually really open up and get personal and share their own kind of journey. Whereas the boxing ones were a bit more coming in, a bit more fun, socializing, getting to hit the bag, coming into a gym where it's like closed off to us so they're not feeling intimidated. And then, yeah, just more of a, about a bit of a talk. I mean, they do a few activities, but it's more about me just spreading awareness as such. Do you find that the vibe is different I would think that because yoga is very relaxing, flowing, I guess, in that chill kind of space and then boxing is quite high intensity and high energy, is it a different vibe in the room? Like have you had the same people coming to both and it being a completely different experience? Or Yeah, so I've had a few that come to both. Yeah, the yoga one is very more deep. I would say the vibe is quite deep, um, you know, maybe a few tears. Girls feel safe enough to really open up and express what they're going through. And then the boxing ones, yeah, a lot more laughter, social, high energy vibe. Um, and I think sometimes people respond to the two very differently. So if they're not quite ready to open up yet, it's kind of just breaking the ice on that and going like you still can be, you know, have a bit of fun and then go, oh, wow okay, she opens up, maybe I can go away and open up after this too. It's kind of just bringing them in, finding ways that they they want to come in and train. How do you pull that out of people? It's just opening up about my own story. Sharing your experience. Yeah, sharing my own experience with everything that I've been through. It gets women going, oh, I'm not alone. She's been through it. There is a way to overcome it if I open up. And yeah, it's setting the mood as well. So the yoga one, you know, the music, the candles, we all sat in a circle. The vibe was felt everyone um, felt quite safe. Getting little icebreaker activities to, you mm-hmm. know, getting them to meet the other people and comfortable with each other people. I know as women, especially if we're going to an event, we have someone and we stay comfortable with that person. So we're not really too much to mingle unless you're someone who is quite into like connecting and you don't really mind saying hello but you can soon as they walk into a group you can see people kind of stick to their what they know because it's comfort it's safety as soon as you start breaking the ice i couldn't shut them up the whole time and i was like whoa okay quiet like you know <laughs> what made you start wanting to do these events what was that point for you where you're like i need to do this i moved to bali um, for How long were you there for? Yeah, about five months. Nice. Yeah. And I was over there and I guess I was trying to find my way in a sense of just finished my health coaching course. The whole online thing was booming. I kind of felt like that's what I was going to do, health coaching online. And it just didn't take off the way that I thought it would. And I was like, oh, okay, like, what do I do now? And my passion has always been Muay Thai and boxing. And I've always found it's super empowering. I just love putting my gloves on. It's really allowed me to tap into that, I guess, that masculine energy. While I was over there, I did my yoga teacher training. And then that found my, it was kind of like my yin to my yang. But I was getting a bit confused. Like, you know, I'm all about coaching people. But, you know, they say chase your passion and your passion is like your purpose kind of thing. And I was like, oh, like, how do I combine the two? Yes. Then I was like, I really miss that one-on-one connection. I miss seeing someone's facials. I miss seeing, are they vibing? For me personally, I connect with people when we're face-to-face. I pick up on their vibe. I like seeing someone else face-to-face. When I was going through my own healing journey, I was like, I want the same for someone else. How do I combine the two things that I love? You know, I love going out for brunch on a Sunday. I love good coffee. I love good food, boxing. I had the space available with my workplace and they were like, you can use a facility. It's all about spreading awareness. So it just kind of one day, and I think I could have been even in the shower and it all just, like I just came up, had a really good mentor and she was just like, 
if you're going home, you go home and you stay in your own lane. You close out what everyone else is doing. You focus on you and you stay in your own lane. And this is my lane and I'm in it and I love it. And how is it walking down that lane and seeing other people kind of come into your lane? It's crazy. It's crazy to think, like, I imagine, I imagine it, and then to bring my dream into a reality and to have people giving such positive feedback and to really enjoying it and embracing it. I really have to stop sometimes and reflect and go, holy shit, I'm doing this. This is where I am, and people are vibing it, and people like it. I never imagined that this is where I would get to, so it's crazy. It's like a pinch yourself kind of moment, isn't it? Yeah, full on, full on pinch yourself. I can get caught up in that go, go, go thing, like, you know, plan the next one, plan the next one. It's always about, you know, detaching from the amount of people that I get as well. You know, release that attachment and trust that whoever's coming is ready to take that openness step to hearing what I have to say. It's not about the numbers. For me, it's about if I can start a ripple effect of just one person who then goes to tell another person. It's almost like starting a movement kind of thing. Yeah, the empowerment movement. And tell us about the <laughs> empowerment movement. Um, so that was basically what I started with, the empowerment movement. So, yeah, it's all about empowering women to find self-love, self- self-acceptance, health. And have you found it? Yeah. Yeah, I have. How did you find it? Oh, it was a long journey. And it's something that I work on every day. And I don't deny that. I don't tell people that I've got all my shit together because I really don't. No Um, one does. That's exactly right. (laughs) Yeah. So it's everyday progressive thing that I work on. But from where I've been to where I am at now, I feel really a sense of self, if that makes sense, who I am and just what my purpose is, what I feel my purpose is in this lifetime. What is your purpose? For me is to help other women find empowerment and self-love. To use, I guess, what I've been through to help others so I don't look at what I went through as something like yeah it was sucked at the time but now I see it as a gift because I've gone through it and I guess I feel like I've come over the other side and now I can help other women who don't know how to get to the other side who feel like they're stuck in a state of eating disorders body dysmorphia negative body image just suffering through life every single day and not knowing how to overcome it, especially with such social influence that we have. And it's all around us constantly. Mm. It's quite hard. You know, there's days where you feel like you're getting sucked back in. But to just be able to give them the awareness, the tools, the skills. So you had an eating disorder? Yeah. Uh, it started for me. I was a little bit of a bigger girl growing up, but I didn't think anything of it. Happy little girl. And then at the age of 14, I lost my dad to cancer. And that for me was like, I knew at the back of my mind, he tried to get me to go walking and, you know, my food, he took a little bit of control of that um, just to get me active and stuff. And then, you know, I got bullied a little bit at school, but I didn't take too much notice of it. But it was when he passed away, I kind of was like, right, I need to get my health on track. 14-year-old me off, got my mum to sign me up to a gym, and that's where it all started. Wow, at 14. Well done. Yeah. um, But, you know, everything was going great until it wasn't so great anymore. I became very obsessed with the number on the scale. Mm -hmm. Every day I was weighing myself. I started cutting out all different types of food groups. I was then becoming scared of different food groups. But, you know, you get the reinforcement of... You look really good. You've lost weight. You look like help, blah, 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 blah. You know, guys start noticing you at school. I'm at high school at this Mm. stage. You know, I had the canteen ladies making me protein shakes and 
I started skipping school because of it. It's really interesting to be in high school and to be making protein shakes. I feel like because I came across protein shakes a little bit later in life, I never would have thought that at the age of maybe 15, 16 to go, hey, can I have some water in my protein? It was like, no, I'm a fully fledged adult by the time I actually decided, you know, that I wasn't hitting my protein needs per se. So it's, it's interesting that at an age, like, did you ever feel that maybe you were too young for it at all or anything like that or it was just because it was something that was on your mind constantly Uh, 24-7 I was just consumed consumed by what I was going to eat next our girlfriends come over and we're like yay let's munch on lettuce cups like iceberg lettuce that's got zero calories right the lower the number got on the scale the more I needed it to go down and it was never satisfied it was never enough Um, and then I developed an eating disorder so I suffered with bulimia for about three and a half years and it was like I'd hide from my family. I would hide it. Food was the enemy. Food was the guilt that would bubble up inside me after I'd eat was so overbearing that I needed it out. And then I I guess I reached breaking point at that stage. I decided I needed help and I went to the the doctor and they were like, oh, here, I have some antidepressants. You'll be right. And I was like, young? Something was like, don't not go down that road. Um, Mm. So I didn't. And I finally ended up telling my mom I kind of kept going from there you know it was quite a while to overcome it lots of different counsellors did you have any friends that were on this journey with you or was it a lot of you guiding and directing that like who told you to go to the doctor when you hit breaking point I did yeah and I only had one close girlfriend that knew about what was going on because I finally told her yeah but it was me mm. um, I didn't really talk to anyone about it it was very hidden But once I did, it felt like I had Hawkeyes on me 24-7. You know, Mm. every time we'd go out for dinner, it'd be like, where are you going? What are you doing? And that adds to the whole stigma of what you're doing in the sense that it was, if it's internal guilt, now it's external that brings more internal guilt. It sounds like it wasn't healthy. No, not at all. It went from counsellor to counsellor and I just didn't think that it was helping, but it wasn't really I'd moved beyond that, but that didn't stop me from continuously being obsessed with my weight. You know, I hated the way my body looked. I woke up miserable every day. It would take me like three hours to get dressed, to go anywhere. Look in the mirror and tell yourself bad things. Yeah, the inner critic in my head was just... There's days I just was like, I don't want to wake up because I can't handle the voice inside my head. Mm. It was just too much. So what happened? Where was that shift in your mode of thought to go, this isn't right, I need to change? Where was that change? I went in and I seen a hypnotherapist, actually. I was guided to her. I'd heard a bit about her and I ended up going to see her. And she wasn't just a hypnotherapist. She was so much more than that. She had a psychology background. We did hypnotherapy. We did energy healing. We'd done breath work. She was very much open to being more of, more spiritual, more of a soul connection. You know, everything that she was talking about was more about like universal, spiritual kind of thing. And um, I was very open to that. That's the direction I kind of went with it. But it took me years. You know, I ended up running to Europe and relapsed a little bit. Um, I came back and I was, I had the, I guess, the perception that it would happen overnight. You know, you start saying a, a few affirmations and all of a sudden your, your negative thoughts would be gone and you'd be positive. And that was just so far from the truth. I guess I didn't realise I seen it as a destination rather than a journey. I seen it as you hit one certain stage and that was it. You're good forever. And it took a lot of work. You know, I constantly was going still diet from diet, still obsessed with my body. It just slowly over time got better. How did it get better? What did you have to do? 
I ended up changing where I was living, so I moved to Thailand. Moved to Thailand and started doing Muay Thai fighting. And I had really close friends over there. And she helped me kind of heal my relationship with food. So I was training a lot purely because I loved it then. And Um, had you always been into fighting? No. Right. Where did Thailand come from? Thailand came from I went once, got hooked, fell in love with it. And that's all I wanted to do. Every time I trained, all I wanted to do was do Muay Thai, boxing, Muay Thai, boxing. I was obsessed. Each time I went back, the trip just got longer and longer. Um, And then finally, I made the decision that I wanted to move. And at that stage, I never thought about fighting. I just really was unhappy in Wollongong. And it was kind of fleeing in a sense. But I knew how happy it made me. So I thought, why not give it a go? And yes, I got there and I did a lot of work. And I was still working in that meantime with my psychologist's over here and still getting help and doing a lot more self-help development books and still working on myself I really started getting into journaling and things as well but I guess my breaking point 100% breaking point was getting into a really shitty relationship over there and being physically abused emotionally abused and coming back home completely lost and I kind of hit rock bottom and that was when I went Enough is enough. I've now moved beyond an eating disorder after the loss of my dad, now being physically abused by a person who I thought, well, I ignored my intuition, thought loved me, not knowing what the hell I'm doing with my life. It's now or never that I make myself a priority, that I make self-love a priority. And I'm going to dedicate myself 100% to, to this. And this is what I've got to do now. So I went at it quite full steam. And it's true, you can read all the self-help books, you can get all the help you want, but until you make the choice yourself, nothing ever changes. So I had to really be like, no, this is my time to change. And I stuck with it and it was a daily thing. It's a battle. And sometimes you're like, shit, why did I even start? Because it's quite hard at times. But then you can get to, I guess, where I am now and look back and go, holy shit, I never want to go back there. Never. And I'm so glad that I pushed through all the hard times, even the times where you wake up and you're like, oh, I just don't want to do today. It was easier when I was going through all this, but it's not. That's because I found comfort in the uncomfortable when I had my eating disorder. As much as I didn't enjoy being in that state, I didn't know who I was without it. I'd lost my identity. And it's scary because once you move beyond that, you get to that point and you're like, who am I now? Because who am I without this negative voice in my head? Who am I without an eating disorder? Who am I without negative body image? What do I focus on now? And I guess that's where my health coaching comes in because it's very holistic. And who are you now past all that? Who am I now? (laughs) I guess that a girl that I always knew that was deep down within me, I love anything holistic health. I love my Muay Thai. I'm so much more confident within myself I'm a traveler I'm someone who loves fun adventure laughter just a bit of a free spirit to be honest just someone who's on a mission to make her little impact in the world and help other people all I want to do now is it's like it's not about me anymore it's about how I can serve others and help them girl I (laughs) absolutely love that honestly I I was getting emotional as you were telling that story so thank you so much for sharing it because there's, there needs to be so much positivity in the world because there's so much negativity out there. And you're right, there's so many girls that have no idea what they're doing with their life and, and they get stuck in these spirals and they're downward spirals and they don't know how to bring them out. So what I think you're doing is 
really, really cool. And, you know, you've got this event tomorrow at the time we're recording this. It'll be tomorrow. How do you prepare for something like that? I actually, like, I have to make my daily practice of just, like, meditating, visualising, journaling quite strong because you can have that self-doubt that comes up and bites you in the butt at times. Just be called human, I guess. Mm -hmm. If I don't have that, then I guess I wouldn't care about it. And because I care about it so much, I just see it as a thing that keeps me going forward. So I go up to the flower markets and I get fresh flowers because it's all about how I would like it. Um, I try and support local business as much as possible. So getting local cafes or businesses that make the protein balls and the food and stuff. I use Eventbrit to put up my tickets, sale tickets, and then it's just getting on social media as much as possible and putting it out there and trusting that the people that need to come will come. Then I reach out to either other local businesses or businesses in general to put little gift bags together for all the women. And I guess the gift bags, one, to help other small businesses to promote them to two to introduce them I guess to products that I enjoy myself three as a little thank you for showing up for themselves and finally just making a committed effort to put themselves first for even if it is for a few hours they've gone you know what I'm open to being able to hear what she has to say about body image and eating disorders and taking that first step so it's like thank you for taking the time for you so it really is all about them and helping them as much as possible you know I always give 100% no matter who comes because yeah I wish I had something like this when I was younger and to really help others connect and mingle too and realize you know women should support women and there's no competition between women and there's no reason to tear each other down Um, we're all doing the best that we can with the education that we have yeah it's really just to empower women and yeah there's some planning that goes along and it can get quite full-on where you're going here there and everywhere but it's all part of the fun and I try to just have fun with it and make it in an enjoyable process of bringing it all together. You spoke before about getting into schools and whatnot where to you know where is your life's adventure hopefully taking you what are you visualizing and how do you see the future unfolding for you? I have a friend who works out at Warrawong High School in health and wellness and I just want to go out and I want to be able to that's where it started for me so if I can prevent or help or just educate these young girls because I don't recall ever getting that much education about you know we get told what it is maybe in community family studies but that's about it so if I can go in and run workshops for them or maybe once a week or even go through an eight-week program with them I would love to do that big term I want to turn my events either 200 people plus or like I'd love to be on a world stage speaking. The more people I can reach, the better. So like it gives me goosebumps right now. But if I could get up there and just, you know, reach as many women as I can and make a fun, wicked, even one day event where I can collaborate and get other women who come and talk about different other topics as well. Short term, I actually would love, I'm going to do another one and hopefully maybe make the monthly, but maybe different themed. I'd love to get and collaborate with a local one for guys so maybe boxing brunch bro talk or something you know I don't connect to guys as such because I experienced as a woman but if I can get a dude to come in and share his experience or get the guys involved too and then yeah different coaches that I'm in the I guess industry with so one more around women's fertility and things like that and become educated on that or more about nutrition and more in depth on that and just take little bits and bring it all together and then running retreats I've always wanted to run a retreat self-love retreats they're just goals that I'd love to just chase and keep chasing and you know make these events 
known that people want to come to them. That's really cool. That's <laughs> really cool. And I think it's it's really awesome that you have a place that you're going. You've got a goal that you're working towards. What would you say to that person at the start of your adventure? Life is one big adventure and it is a journey. Take each day as it comes. Have fun because that's what we're here to do is to have fun definitely be kind to yourself and be open and honest and don't think that being vulnerable is a weakness because it's not when you're able to be vulnerable you give other people a chance to open up as well so I feel like vulnerability is a really incredible thing to be and it's definitely not weak things at times get hard but once you I guess move through those hard times there's just so much joy and love and laughter and light that starts to fill in those dark times so just keep going and know that you're worthy and that you're enough of just living a life that you love what has helped you push through what's like you know helped you get through something meditation for sure has helped me big time I guess trusting and surrendering a lot as well and just staying trying to stay in a state of flow just talking to my dad at times it's knowing that there's other people out there that that need help so like you're not alone you're not alone at all you may feel alone at times but you're definitely not alone and yet i think sometimes it's just knowing that there's young girls out there that are suffering and i could never imagine that for one day when i do have a daughter i know that i want to be immersed in self-love so that i have the ability to teach her to fully love herself and accept herself and embrace who she is at the core when she grows up so that she doesn't go through anything that i went through my god i just got shivered <laughs> <laughs> so good. perfect bloody beautiful um and what words do you tell yourself to carry on when you you know you get slapped in the face yep. with something i've got a tattoo on me and it says don't die wandering I was listening actually to someone and it was like, if you got to the end of your road and there was another version of you there, how would you feel if it was like showing you the person you could have been if you didn't try? How would you feel? And it was just like, no way, I'm I'm going to try because I'm not getting to the end of the road and being like, well, Whitney, that's who you could have been, but you just, you didn't put everything you've got into it. And I, no, I can't settle for that. I've got to keep keep giving. And yeah, just keep coming back to it's yeah as much as I can to help other people well that's almost it from me here on Misadventurous if you dig what you hear and want to keep up to date with every single episode of the Misadventurous podcast hit subscribe however you're listening to this right now and if you want to be even more of a legend and help other wayward adventurers find this path I'd love it if you head on over to iTunes and rate and review this podcast go on five stars for all that positivity right So until next time, and don't forget, it's the small choices that we make every single day that build up to that big change that you're working towards. So stay with it. 